It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're back. Um, this is uh, Expanded Inside Edition. I'm Todd Weiler. I'm sitting in for Boyd Matheson today. And uh, many Utahns have heard of Equality Utah. Uh, they are celebrating their 20th anniversary, um, and they've been promoting LGBTQ rights in Utah. We're going to be joined next by Troy Williams, my friend Troy. He's been uh, the executive director of Equality Utah since 2014. I can't believe it's been seven years and the year after that, Troy, you helped pass Utah's historic non-discrimination protections for LGBT uh, people in housing and employment. And in 2016, you led the efforts to rename 20 blocks of downtown Salt Lake City as Harvey Mark Boulevard. Harvey, Harvey Milk. I'm so sorry. Harvey Milk. I yeah. watched the movie. I know Harvey, who Harvey Milk is. And 2017, you worked successfully to overturn a state law which prohibited the discussion of LGBTQ issues in school classrooms. Last year, you led the campaign to successfully ban conversion therapy for children. So welcome, first of all, to KSL. Hey, happy to be here. And I don't tell Anderegg this, but you are my favorite Republican I, senator. I, you, all, you say that to all the girls. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Troy. So thanks so much for joining us. And, you know, we just I just did a quick recap of some of your legislative successes over the past several years, and I think you've done a wonderful job. Um, but let me just first ask you, what's next? What 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 should we be looking for? Because rather than focus on the past, I want to focus on the future. What what sure. should what should we be looking for for next session, which begins in January of 2022? Yeah, well, I, I think that what what's so encouraging about the state of Utah is that we're recognizing that you know equality for all people. It's not a conservative value. It's not a progressive value. It's an American value, and it's been really encouraging to be at the table with Governor Cox and Governor Herbert before him and then leadership in both the House and the Senate working through really difficult issues. Uh, and that's what Utah does so well, uh, that when there are really complex problems, we bring stakeholders together and figure out what we can work on. And we did that with non-discrimination laws in the past. And in, in the future, um, we're really now, I think, looking, most people have a fairly good understanding of the LG community Everyone has a gay cousin somewhere in their family tree, but a lot of people maybe haven't had as much exposure to the transgender community. So without that proximity, there is a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of misinformation. It kind of reminds me, Todd, when, when I grew up in Oregon in the 80s, a lot of people there had a lot of misinformation about Latter-day Saints. And I was always being told inaccurate stories about my faith community from people who didn't know us. And I see a lot of uh, that kind of misinformation about transgender people. So we are bringing members of the trans community up to meet with lawmakers. We meet with you and President Adams, and, and we're talking about issues related to medical care and participation in sports. And we're going to be having – we're going to continue to have these conversations uh, next year. We're doing it now. We'll have it next year as well. Troy, I, I have a question to ask you because you said most people know the LG part. I think you're right about that. It took me – 
a few days, uh, months, or weeks, uh, a decade ago, to get LGBT uh, LGBT down, maybe or Q down. But <laughs> and we keep adding letters. Yeah, to make keep, it more that's difficult. what I want to ask you because I see <laughs> LGBTQQIP two S A A. How can anyone keep up with all of this? We're taking over the alphabet. <laughs> that's well, the, that's the gay agenda, right adding, there. You're adding twos, and there's an S plus, and and I mean, you know, I don't follow this stuff every day. So, are we okay <laughs> just to say LGBTQ or yes, yes, okay. LGBTQ is kind of a catch-all. But we're we're, we're just hypersensitive about you know making sure no one gets left out. Yeah. So, and speaking of no yeah. one being left out, I've always really liked the rainbow flag, and in fact. I took a break from KSL um, and I walked over to get some lunch and I saw one hanging from a new apartment building just uh, across from the studio here. Um, And it's a beautiful rainbow flag. But now I'm seeing a new flag and it has a whole bunch of like squares and and arrows. And what can you tell us about the new flag? (laughs) Well, the the flag's not static in our community. And again, it's really about being expansive and making sure that everyone knows they belong and so you'll see, like, the black and the brown colors have been added recently. Um, and the, and that represents sort of race, especially as, as we've been working through really difficult conversations around race uh, in our country. Um, we've been, been seeing those colors added to our flags. So, and it's kind of a, a way of us really being in solidarity uh, with, with African Americans and, and people of color so they know that we, we love and see you and want you to know that you belong, that America belongs to you, too, and our community has your back. Okay. Uh, sometimes you'll see like, like a triangle that has white and, and a pink and a light blue. That That's the, the colors for the transgender community. Okay. Am I a bad person if I like the old flag better? No. Well, no, no, no. I mean, the, you know, the rainbow is a spectrum. It includes all. It's all loving. It, it's fine. You, you, you can be old school. <laughs> okay. All right. So one big point of contention, a lot of people are concerned uh, in Utah, and, and particularly one particular legislator is concerned about transgender girls competing in sports because they feel like those athletes will have maybe a physical advantage over biological females and that that, mm-hmm. that might be unfair, um, and they want the legislature to step in. So what what can you what perspective can you offer to people that have that concern? Yeah, well, this issue of sports is become a highly charged culture war issue, and it's kind of designed to inflame passions on both sides. Um, These bills have popped up in over 30 states across the country. They've been instigated by an anti-LGBT group called the Alliance Defending Freedom, um, and they're really designed to provoke lawsuits. They really want, uh, we've seen lawsuits in Idaho now, uh, Florida, West Virginia, uh, and that's really the, the end goal for the for the organizations that are pushing this. Not to say that there aren't you know need for smart policy, but it's important for us that as we are being inflamed in these culture war battles to step back, take the emotion out, remove it from a culture war context, so that we can sit down together and see if, if there is a way to balance the principles of fairness and inclusion. And also, we can't violate the constitutional rights of kids. Um, but if we can do that, if we can identify good public policy around this issue, we'll support that. And we've, we've let Representative Birkeland know that. We're, we're working with her. Uh, we're going to have meet with her this week. Um, and we're, we're sitting down together. And that's what Utah does so well, is that when we have difficult issues, we come to the table and see if we can find common ground. 
I, I have an idea because uh, Representative Berkland and her family, they just um, opened a, um, a food truck with churros. So maybe have Yum. all of your people go buy churros for them and tell her not to run that bill. So just an idea. <laughs> you don't have to pay me for that idea. I, so. I, will, I will do that. But again, so much of it has to do with proximity. If people don't know trans folks, I'm, and just so you're, you know, everyone knows who's listening, um, I, I'm tapped into all the parent groups who have trans kids. We've been searching all throughout Utah high schools looking for trans kids participating in sports. We can't find any. It's because trans kids are terrified of being bullied or hazed in locker rooms, bathrooms, and on the fields. You'll find most trans kids where I was in high school, which is the theater department. <laughs> well, Troy, you know, we're, we're yeah. coming up on a hard break, but that, that's a great way to end that segment. And thank you so, so much for joining us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.